So, no, you had a leak in your motorhome. I did. I had my leaky cupboard <laughs> where I just kept my water. Sealing <laughs> <laughs> water. Until you came in and helped me. Is that sorted? I, I hope so. I think so. We'll find out now with the, with the rain that we're having. Yes. What's today's topic? Um, well, I guess perhaps returns. We've both okay. reunited after a couple of days a away. A couple of days away. Well, it was two weeks away. I think um, so. And I, it flashed by for me. It went quick. I'm here again. It's like you just have taken and created a memory, but you're back in, mm. back in the swing of things. I used to really struggle with that when I came home from traveling. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I'll be back, you know, living at my mum's house and everything will be the same where where my mum lived in the area. So all my friends still lived in the same places, still doing the same jobs. Um, and I found it quite difficult because I went out and experienced all these amazing things and learned and developed and went through hardship and, you know, like the thing came out better on the other side. And then when you come back home, it's like, Nothing's changed. All of that stuff didn't exist. And I struggled with that for quite a while. Of just not wanting to come home. Because then I felt like all the progress I made while I was away. Or travelling or living in different places. Didn't really hold any value. And I still feel that now when I go on holiday. Just not as strong. So I enjoy going on holiday. I mean I still look at I go on holiday. I'm still taking the laptop. I'm still working. I still need to have that progression on the daily to feel like that day hasn't been wasted so it's just you know kind of just living in a in a different area per se of going to like an all-exclusive and in a big fancy hotel I don't really I don't really need that kind of a break it's more of just a bit of change of scenery a bit of nicer weather but I definitely found it difficult traveling and then coming back home and being like shit everything's the same like fuck I'm here again like it hasn't like you haven't progressed like everything that I did while I was traveling or living away didn't didn't mean anything really interesting I've never I've never thought about it like that because I can completely relate to that like I really really struggled going away on these really incredible adventures 2016 was a big year for me for travel and uh I really really struggled with returning back to the reality and for me it's it's like different realities isn't it it's like a yeah. completely different world that you experience and you become part of the culture and you become part of so many different people's stories and you create different stories and then suddenly you're back in the same run- reality and it feels like that's the kind of the loading the, yeah. the game loading yeah. or you know yeah. the initial practice run back to basics yes yeah i had it quite often when i went when i went traveling i've I've heard people calling it like the hollywood effect where i mean i'm talking when this was when i was 18 19 or so and i went to australia new zealand and when i came back you kind of have this thing where everyone wants to see you you want to catch up with everyone you want to hear what everyone's been up to and then you know everyone's calling you up to to go meet up at the pub and it's like, you know, you're a little bit famous. And then a week or two later, everyone's kind of, you've caught up with everything. Everyone's kind of come back to, that Monday's come around, everyone's come back to work. And you're like, well, what do I do now? And that's quite, um, I've spoken to other people who have traveled, who've kind of had that same 
same feeling of, you know, the questions come around. It's like, right, are you going to go to university now or, or college or what are you going to do about getting a job? Where are you going to live? You know, it's not about time you start settling down now that you've got traveling out of the way. And I really struggled with questions like that because they, none of them felt like they were, they were me. I'm, I don't have the, the, the focus to kind of sit down for four years and study something in a university kind of scene. And I didn't know, I still don't really, fully know what it is that I want to be as an adult I mean I'm I think I'm adulting I think I'm doing all right at it I you know my my needs are most of the time covered I'm I'm chasing my wants a lot it's very difficult when you're in that process and you're kind of coming back and you don't really know what to do and then the prop the questions the society through your friends put on you and try and shape you into um out of kindness which kind of it's even more difficult because yeah. they're not doing it from a bad place. They're just generally interested to make sure that you're going to make something of your life. Um, and that pressure gets put on you. It's like being asked, hey, do you want kids? How damaging that, that question can be when other people who have kids think like, oh, this kid's is amazing. Like, you should definitely have them. You should have some. When actually I don't feel comfortable in myself for having kids because I don't think... I'd be able to, you know, see it out for long enough to be able to be a good parent. Don't mind being like an awesome uncle, but being a parent, I don't feel comfortable within myself of knowing the implications of bringing another human being into the world and the effect that I could have on the upcoming of that. Yeah, that's that's too much responsibility for me. But I think it can be so damaging if you're, you know, if you're in a couple, you're like, oh, you guys think about having kids. And it's like, well, actually, we've been trying for eight months, for like eight years. We've been trying doing everything and we can't do it. And it's really a strain on our relationship. Can you imagine answering that? Hey, so are you going to have kids? Actually, no, I can't. You know, if I can, so I had to get something removed. So the thing I always wanted to be in my life was being a dad. And now I can't do that. It's like, oh, fuck. Open up that can of worms, didn't you, by asking that question? But we do ask, for me, what's coming up here is that we do ask these questions willy-nilly we ask these questions just frivolously to each other based on our kind of upbringing based on just what is normal narrative what is normal conversation to be having um and where where that was normalized is generations ago probably we don't even know where the roots of oh you know when am i gonna get a grandkid or what university are you going to study we don't question the assumptions which are behind all of these everyday normal comments and like you've said the real life impact that these supposedly just casual throwaway questions could have on the person i think you make such a great point about when you were saying about returning that hollywood Hollywood effect, or, yeah. yeah, um, and and the influence of of other people on on your own path, on on what they're expecting of your path, and if you're going to return from your adventure, or your or even your whether that's a physical adventure like a holiday, or a, the adventure within your mind of oh maybe I could become this, or maybe I'd be interested in this. If you return from that into a conversation with someone who isn't interested in those kind of things then they will immediately dismiss any of your adventure any of your dreams any of your potentialities and just embed it back into that normality and often to the point that you then maybe forget or give up or think that it's silly or maybe think it's unattainable or don't dare to dream in that way 
Yeah, I think you you definitely knocked onto something there. I always I always struggled with a feeling of belonging. Mm. And that's why, you know, as soon as I was 18, I could leave. Like, I made I made efforts to leave because I just felt uncomfortable where I was. It just, I, I just didn't feel like I belonged there. Or I, I, and more in a way, I, like, had the right to be there. Being born in Switzerland and then I lived there until I was nine. So when I was there, like, my mum spoke to me in Dutch and my dad spoke to me in English because I had an accent. I used to get bullied for, you know, being a foreigner or whatever. Although I was born there and I was, like, you know, young. Um, so when I found out that I was moving to England, I was like, oh shit, this is where, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I belong. This is where everyone's telling me to bugger off back to. So I was like, awesome. I'm, I think I'm going home. And then coming over to, to England, it was the same again. Like, fuck off back to, you know, wherever you come from. And that was, that left me in a place like, well, where do I come from? Where is it that I belong? Where is it that I'm supposed to be going? Because I want to go. If I'm not wanted here, then why am I being here? And obviously it wasn't everyone. And, you know, I made lots of really good friends. But that always was in the back of the mind. It's like, well, if this isn't my place, then where is my place? Where is it that I belong? And then once I hit the road and I started going places where intentionally I wasn't, you know, that wasn't my place, I actually felt, like that's where I belonged in the places where I was the foreigner, I was the outcast. And I knew that it was aware that was my, you know, that's, that's who I was. You could tell by my accent, by the color of my skin, by the clothes I wore. And that was quite a lot of comfort there because I knew then, yes, here I am a foreigner. I am the, I am the, the minority. And then with that comes a lot of curiosity where you think like, okay, well, let's see how these people live and what makes them tick and what do they enjoy and what get them out of bed out of the morning. And that's when I really started enjoying traveling and meeting other people and seeing what's going on. But I still have it when I used to come back to back to England. It was like ah, kind of a bit of dread, like, fuck, I've failed. I've, I'm back here again. And I don't really, I don't think that's always, obviously that's not, everything there was a failure but I do get that underlying feeling that once I left that place where I spent my teens that's like well maybe that wasn't just the place where I was supposed to be and it's a shame because I still got friends back there all people that I used to be friends with I haven't spoken to in two in years um but I just feel so much more comfortable not not being there and I enjoy you know living in the living in a motorhome and in the morning being able just to go out my door and walk across massive fields and take the dog. So this life is more, is definitely more me. And it's, I think it's been quite tough taking that on of realizing actually what I thought was my life wasn't. And this is actually what's kind of more aligned with me and going on that path of discovering what works for you is quite an, um, I mean, you know, that's quite an interesting journey because you've just, you've taken that on this year. You've moved into a motorhome, you've become a, a doctor and you've gotten yourself a dog. And yeah, mate, that's like some pretty hefty life choices there that, have, that you've chosen chosen to, to have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And when you list them like that, they do sound like very big achievements, but at the same time, hearing what you were saying just before that I think I'm still just me and all of these big achievements are just underlined with that 
exact same sensation that you were describing. I too didn't feel at home. I too went traveling from a young age and I too really struggled with coming home to what was supposed to be the home because I always felt more at home on the road than I did at what was supposed to be my home, what was the house or what was the home country. I've never identified as English despite being pretty much completely English in my genes. Yeah. Um, and so there, yes, I have got these kind of boxes ticked and I'm happy for that. But that is the big question for me that continues to, to, to kind of not haunt me, but interesting that that, that word swept, swept into my mind there. That was interesting. Um, but, you know, why am I here? Why, uh, uh, when the whole world is out there, why am I choosing to be in this field? Yeah, I absolutely love it, but why am I yeah. here in this particular yeah. field, in this particular country? I think that question is easy to answer because obviously, because I'm here and this was a place where you'd be able to bring your motorhome to stay and for us to do this. But I think the question is, is why do you stay? Yes. Because I think that's that's the toughest one when you know everything inside you is telling like man I think it's time to bail or hit the road to go somewhere else, and you stay you stay doing the thing you don't particularly want to be in or you think the grass is greener on the other side. I think that's the that's the question, isn't it? This is that that existential concept of choice is the fact that we are thrown into this world and we have to make choices. We continually are making choices and even not making a choice is a choice yeah and the fact that we aren't just making a choice like i am natalie and i live in a motorhome because i bought one a few months ago i am natalie and i live in a motorhome because i choose each day when i wake up to continue yeah. living in that motorhome as it were so any why, identity as why well. do you do that well, and, and this is interesting because I guess the other quirky part of this story is I don't have a driving license. So, <laughs> so I don't have a driving license. So you can't move. And I can't move. And there is this whole, you know, influence from people, uh, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> of why don't you get your driving license? You like you need a driving license. And I have reflected on that. And I, re and I actually have got a driving license instructor lined up now so why so, why were you so hesitant because i've been bugging you this from like day one of getting yeah. a motorhome why have you been so hesitant and and wanting to get a license yeah and it's and i'm the kind of person that will genuinely panic over whether i spend like two pounds on a green smoothie or one pound fifty on the tesco like own brand one yeah um I, I panic about really, really little things and I will literally spend half an hour making small decisions. But in terms of like these massive choices, like getting a home, getting a giant Great yeah. Dane, like, like not being able to drive my motor home, I just feel really calm about them. And I think with that one, there was a sense of, I don't have an urgency because I don't want to be able to just drive and run away. Like I don't need to have that amount of freedom at my hand already when everything, when I need to settle. Yeah. I need to settle. And so physically not being able to unsettle myself. Okay. So you, so you think because you suddenly have more freedom once you have a driver's license, it justifies you not being able to stay here 
I I know what we are like, people like us. I know what we're like with freedom. And I know how bonkers the world can be, which is really, really fun. But maybe there is this, maybe that's the paradox here. Maybe there's this sensation of like, we have had a lot of traveling. We have enjoyed traveling. We've gained so much from traveling. But also maybe we do need stability in life as well maybe i i need somewhere that i can just rest and for the first time i'm safe and i'm surrounded by the people i need to be people aligned with me um you know i am ticking off boxes gently but i can just rest i can nap like yeah like and i think that's that's such a difficult thing to take on board is that it takes you a while to really rest and recover like the stress that I had from running a business, that stress I still carry, even though, you know, the, the, the peak of the stress was maybe 20, 2019, we're in 2021 now. And it was, it was just so, so freaking heavy. Like everything would set it off. I'd be having panic attacks over breakfast because um, of, because of the work, because of the, you know, it was the beginning of the season and the amount of money we had to break, make just to break even. And that was quite, um, that stress just kept on building up, building up. And I still, you know, two years later, that, that tolerance against stress is, 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 isn't, is, is terrible. I just have no tolerance against it. I've got to really pull myself and withdraw from anything that can potentially bring me stress because it just brings out anxiety straight away. And there's, I mean, look, you, you always have your, you know, your whys, right? There, there are specific, things that you do that are worth inducing that stress because you you you're happy with taking that on for what you're potentially going to get out of it but have living a life of uncertainty and stress and not feeling set or not feeling safe not having your own place like that's a big burden that's been relieved by you suddenly now having your own home and that takes a while to kind of recover from and actually settle in. So I get that. I get that. But do you, do you think that having a driver's license takes that away? I think it is time to start opening that door. <laughs> Hopefully the driver's door and actually turning on a vehicle for the first time. Yeah. I haven't even turned. I haven't even sat in this driver's seat. I don't think <laughs> I've lived in here for <laughs> for six months now or something yeah but it's 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 again about that choice isn't it it's about what we're choosing to to embrace what we're choosing to not embrace whether we're ready and, and that that's what i was going to to reflect on is is what you're saying there about stress and you make that point of some things are worth carrying so much stress for yeah but are we aware of of what we're engaging with? Are if we're sitting here thinking I am so stressed right now, are we aware of what is bringing that stress, and is it worth it? Okay, so what do you do in that situation to try and figure that out? I mean, my go-to thing because I I always can think it can be valuable is a mind map. Get a piece of paper out and write down the potential influences of stress in your life, however big or obvious or small or unobvious that might be, and just trying to work it out. I think I was thinking this the other the other day, 
that living the lifestyle that we do, we have kind of a slightly unique um ability to look at the different stresses in a different way because we're not in, for example, a busy city. We're not in a hectic job. We're not we are in purity. We are in nature. We literally are completely in nature. The stresses that come, we manage. We have managed to kind of block any negative people out of our life. And so when someone negative comes in or when a particular stress comes in, it shines like a beacon because it's, it's on this like clear, clean canvas, flat domain. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And I think also where, where we're in the position where it's, it's very obtainable for us to work a couple of days to cover rent. Like, it's not like if we don't pay rent, we've got a chance of losing our house because we're not able to pay the mortgage. And I think not having that burden over us makes it, um, gives us a definitely a, a sense of freedom that's quite easily, that, that you don't have if you live in a house. Yeah. Like, if you live in a house, that's just straight away, you've got to make a thousand or so just to cover your mortgage, your electrics, um, all of, all of that, that we don't, we don't really have. And that's that's the freedom that I enjoy of living in a motorhome, because it's also if I don't like it, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not too fond of being in the UK during the winter because my mood is quite weather dependent and it being so grey and raining the whole time kind of it, it just affects my mojo. So what we used to do is, you know, we used to go down to Spain and Portugal for five or six months during the winter, or we'd go into the Alps. But now because of Brexit, mm. we can't do that anymore. Um, you know, which is quite gutting. But at least we've had the pleasure of, and the privilege of, of experience that kind of, that lifestyle and doing it. And that quick turnaround that you made there, for me, is one of the most powerful resources that we have as human beings, is to reflect on something painful that might have been taken away, that might have been preventing us from doing something we want, and immediately put that in a, in a, in a, view of gratitude totally i mean it's always you're just going to end up sour and bitter yeah because life's constantly changing yeah and that's why i've i've got i've got um some ramstein lyrics tattooed on my chest which is it says nothing is for you for forever and and that holds value because i know that whatever i have now that's not going to be there forever so i need to enjoy that for for having it now and you know, there there are things that if I lose it, I'm so fucked off. I'm so sad that it's gone. But I embrace it. I'm aware of it. I know that I've got a dog. I know his lifespan mm. is very limited compared to mine. And there will be a day where he's going to be, you know, not living and in my arms. And every day I see him, I know that day is going, getting more and more painful once it comes. But I don't, I embrace it. And I know I I like to make that when that day comes, I like that to be as painful as possible because I've enjoyed having him in my life day in and day out. And that's, you know, that's one thing that I'm, I'm happy to take on. That's a, you know, that's something there that I'm, I'm quite happy to, to carry. We have to take the risk in, 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 in love to be able to, to experience love. And if, if we can love something truly, it can be taken away and it can give us the most horrendous pain. But isn't that the beauty of it? And this is and, humanness. Isn't yeah. It? And it's, it's about complete openness 
that if you really if you really want to be true and comfortable within yourself then you've got to do all the things that make you uncomfortable you've got to put it all on the table everything you've got to just open up to the point where you can be absolutely destroyed by the world and put yourself in the possibility of that happening and that openness that nakedness that you feel is amazing it's absolutely amazing yeah where you're just 100 percent you all of the you's that you have the you that your friends see the you that your family see the you that you are to yourself the you that you are that you are at work if you allow all of them to align that you're you, you're not having to um you know cover yourself up or pretend to be somebody else if you can find worlds where all of them can be the same person and you truly have a good understanding of who you are you allow yourself to you open yourself up to being really really hurt but at the same time you also open yourself up to complete and utter freedom and i think you can't have one without the other one of the use that I think as uh, to use that you know yeah. one of the use that I think is uh most neglected is the future version of you, and this comes up a lot in client work and actually, if I reflect in my own in my own existence too is who do we want to become not yeah. only who have we been for so long, who am I now today? All of these get neglected too. Yeah, you but, get that a lot in coaching yeah, as well. Yeah, but who do I to want to become? Yeah. Yeah. And actually invite, giving yourself space, giving yourself time to work out what that is. Yeah. Because we can constantly live like, oh, it's not enough, or oh, I want this, or oh, oh it's not quite good. But then asking the question, okay, well, well what do you want? Often is, oh, um, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. So we live in this predicament of, Oh, I, I'm not happy with what I've got now, but I, I'm not actually trying clear on what I'd like. So how are you yeah. ever going to obtain what? You so want? this, this comes down to when, when you dig deeper into that, that comes down to acting and reacting where you are reacting to what you don't want, but you're not acting on what it is that you do want. And we do have the tendency of where we are just constantly trying to swim and stay keep our head above water we're constantly reacting to situations instead of acting so acting acting on something is quite an alpha thing because you're taking a step back and you're not allowing your emotion to be affected by by what's going on by your surroundings and you're, you're choosing on what it is that you want to implement going forwards instead of just reacting to a situation and that i mean that is that's kind of the the what it really comes down to in life on what it is how you want to live and what it is that you want to do because saying yeah well i i want to be this in the future that opens up a big can of worms for what you aren't now and realizing that and opening up a world of being able to see well actually these are my faults it's difficult for people to do because it's a blow to the ego where for me that is what I look for I look for that what is it that I'm struggling with what's causing me a stress because for me I don't see that I need to do these things to get better 
or I, I'm, you know, I need to make headway. No, I don't think that's the right way of saying it. So I'm, when I try and make headway, what I'm constantly doing is seeing what I'm neglecting and what does need, what needs more attention. Because it's, if you're in a, in a, in a squadron in the military, right? Your squadron is as strong as the weakest members. So if you got, if you're out marching or you're all going out on a run, it's not the first one finishing that matters. It's when the last one finishes. It's when it's, it's when the weakest of your tribe is at that finish line will determine how strong your team is. And providing that you're always looking out for your weakest members and strengthening them, then you're strengthening everything else automatically just gets strengthened further down the line. The things that you excel, that you, that you excel at, you will always excel at them because those are just things that come naturally. You don't have to think about them too much. You're not emotionally getting involved. You're just very, you know, reptilian mind focus of just getting it done and going for it. And being in that frame of mind, at the front of this this army that you have that's just go 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 there's no there's not a lot of emotion in that you're acting on something whereas the people who are behind who are struggling they're reacting to the situations that they're at the back and once you're reacting on something you're putting a lot of energy on what isn't happening instead of what is happening and it's very difficult in life to transition from being a person who's always focusing on what's not happening onto being a person that's focusing and putting energy onto what is happening because the more energy you focus onto what's happening you don't really give a shit about what's not happening because you're so focused on where it is that you're going that you know you're going there and it's the same with business when um in my old industries, like, oh, you got competitors here and these people are doing that. It's like, I don't care. The more energy I'm focusing on what other people are doing, the less energy I'm putting on where it is that I want to be going. So if that's what other people are doing, awesome, great, kudos, good luck to you. But that's not where I'm going. That's not what I'm concentrating on. This is where I'm going. This is where I'm going to put my energy. And that's a choice of acting on what it is I want to be going instead of reacting on what my competition is doing. And you've got to do that same in life. It's another framework of, of that law of attraction concept, isn't it? We yeah. attract what we we focus on. We attract what we bring into the world. And if we focus on, I don't want to be in debt, I don't want to be in debt, it's the in debt which is the focus. Even yeah. if it's we're saying I'm bringing a negative to it, well, that, you know, this isn't what is is going out into the world what is going out into the world is this concept of debt so to reframe things rather than saying i don't want to say i would like whatever you do want yeah yeah and it's also the people who focus on being happiest are generally the ones who are most miserable or the people who are constantly focusing on money are the ones who never have any yeah, or, yeah, indeed, you, saying, putting, I wish I was happy, I wish I had yeah, money, rather yeah. than saying, I am going to have, yeah. and also the fact that everything is it with a delay, right? And so yeah. the person that we are today is not the person that we chose to be today in the sense that we created it just today. No, this person is the product of, of how we have been previously, yeah. And it's so I think especially if we can sit here in the moment now and say, I'm not in tip top shape. Like genuinely me, I know we've said, Oh, well done, I have my 
my doctorate like a couple of days ago i got my van i've got my dog and like i am super super grateful for this but i do not feel in peak condition yeah i really don't at all like i really really don't but this is something i've achieved not feeling in peak condition so imagine when i am starting to feel better when i'm alleviating that stress of what of of what can be quite traumatic of doing such a long term of intense education in such an intense subject too imagine what my life might become when i am feeling great and i think any listener out here anything that you are today even if you've not been feeling great what an amazing miracle that you are who you are today despite having experienced so many challenges and especially if you can give time to nurturing yourself you know, imagine what you can become in the future. Yeah, and that gets pretty. I mean, I I agree with you there. It is it is amazing, but at the same time, for me, that thought of like, oh, imagine what you could do, it's it's depressing. Mm. It really it 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 kind of winds me up because that's not what I'm what I'm now, which means that. For some reason, if that's not what I am, then what I am now isn't good enough. Which, look, to me isn't true. I'm I'm quite comfortable, you know, saying that I'm very happy with who I am at the moment. But I'm also really looking forward to to the future. It's not one or the other. I can look at to the only because I'm looking forward to the future doesn't mean that I'm not happy now. And you can have both. Yeah, absolutely, and gratitude gratitude for for now gratitude for the mm. potential of what the future might hold yeah yeah but it can be it can be daunting absolutely if i think if i think of what it is that i've got planned for the future like by the stuff that i've got planned by the time i want to i want to do by the time i'm 35 um I, I just want to run away it's quite intimidating because what i'm doing is that i'm think i'm i'm looking at the at everything in one go yeah whereas if i actually really break it down then it's like yeah it's a piece of piss and this is what i mean with like with having adhd and um ironic i just forgot what i was about to say <laughs> with, with with having adhd and also just struggling with like anxieties and I dabble in a bit of depression every now yeah. and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's very it's very easy to kind of be overwhelmed by all of it and yeah. that's why i have my notebooks where i write everything down as like the most e i think it's also being a bit lazy where if the task is too big too big i'm like ah oh, fuck it i'll just i'll do it the future me can sort that out but if i break it down really just to one one simple tiny step i'm like yeah i can manage that so suddenly this massive thing that I, that I want to have it done by the time I'm like 35 um, suddenly it becomes quite manageable because I've just broken it down to, to small pieces that I'm willing to take on. Those are the problems that I want to have. Right, so life is all about finding the problems that you want to deal with. And breaking everything down, those are the tasks that I have, are problems that I'm willing to take on because I know they're manageable. And that's exactly it, is that these massive achievements that we've ever achieved in life and that we ever will achieve in life when when we're thinking of them we're thinking of them as a complete 
achievement as what it will look like as its kind of end product its its magnitude its end result but that's not how life works that's not how totally, things are yeah. achieved that's not how identities and selves are created it just is a little gentle trickle it's happening whether we're comfortable and ready for it or not we don't have to take it all on in one go because it's happening it's already unfolding you're on the train and you don't even know it. Where are we going? <laughs> I'm going nowhere, I haven't got a license. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm going to call it there. Okay, bye.